0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW Group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Log
0: Talk Radio.
1: Hello, Nats Found. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals drop a 2 nothing decision, drop 2 of 3 to the Mets in the nation's capital. Story of the day, Dave, it has to be Steven Matz, the left hander on the mound for the Mets today. Uh, right handed right-handed hitters have a 214 average against him so far this season. Left handed hitters have a 306 average. So sort of counterintuitive that Dusty Baker sat, Ben Revere, and uh, Bryce Harper against him, but he said he wanted to get them some rest. Uh, he also said he knows the pitcher has an advantage usually when you see him for the first time. The best bet is to jump on him early. Don't let him get ahead in the count. Uh, Matt's had six straight wins going into the day. Six scoreless on 80 pitches to start it. Ends up going eight innings. A really solid start by Matt. So you, uh Dusty Bigger said afterwards that he just dominated, so it's hard to be concerned about the offense after that. Uh, you don't see many lefties around throwing 94, 95 consistently. A good changeup. He didn't walk many people if anyone was dotting the outside part of the plate. Uh, just said it was one of the best starts you've seen by any pitcher. Uh, and a tough left-hander today really shut down the Nats. A really solid outing by Matt. Yeah, m- Matt is a really
0: good pitcher. Um, He's got a very good idea about what he's doing up there and how he goes about things. He's got three really nice pitches, um, and, and today he got the benefit of working um, with two extra inches on every side of the plate—left, right, top, bottom. <laughs> um, he just and he took advantage of it. I mean, once once you get once you get one high strike or once you get one inside strike, you keep going to it, and um, you know he was consistently getting those calls. But that's not to detract from uh, from the job he did. He's just a terrific pitcher. Um, the Mets uh, um, you know seem to seem to find these guys do a really good job of developing them and getting to the major leagues and um, you know he's another one of the uh, uh, really tough members of their rotation and um, especially in a day game a getaway game like this it's tough to um, you know it's tough to, to go up there and 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 get good cuts in uh, you know in the sunshine and everything um, you just you have to uh, tip your cap to Matt, uh, as Davy Johnson liked to say. He had a tremendous performance today. Uh,
1: Dusty Baker talked about uh, Rick Shue got tossed for arguing after a high strike, third strike call on Chris Heisey late in the game. Uh, Baker talked about how he was definitely getting the high strike call all day long. Uh, You have to adjust to what the umpire is calling. If you're a hitter up there, do you want to adjust to what the umpire is calling and start swinging at pitches that you think are out of the zone up high? Do you have to do that in a game or are you better off for the long haul kind of sticking with what you know the zone is or or chasing those pitches out of the zone? Well, there's nothing you can do about it, right? I mean, especially those couple
0: of high strikes, the one to hide you that uh, um, that shoe ended up getting wrung wrung out, you can't do anything with them. I mean, there's absolutely nothing you can do, and that's what what leads to frustration. I mean, you swing at it, you end up either popping it up or swinging through it. Um, You know, low strikes maybe you can do something with, but... They generally turn into ground balls. It's just—it's frustrating when, um, especially when it seemed like maybe Roark wasn't quite getting some of those calls. But uh, um, I think typically the, the umpire was doing a pretty consistently poor job. Um, but it was a very big strike
1: zone on getaway <laughs> way, David. At least he was consistent, right?
0: Tanner Roark
1: on the mound, three and three through nine starts, 2.89 ERA, 3.275, 22 walks, 53 Ks, 2.28, 3.15, 3.01 line against. 56 innings pitched before today, five and three, 2.66 ERA, and 10 career starts versus the Mets. 1-0 fastball to David Wright early in the game, ends up in the entranceway to the left field bullpen. Just absolute bomb by Wright. One nothing early, an E4 and a potential inning ending double play with runners on first and third, one out in the seventh. Uh, Daniel Murphy just blew one and uh, started turning the double play before he had it in his glove on Renee Rivero lines uh uh lines that left to bring in a run. Eleven ground outs on the day for Roark. Uh should have been twelve I have in my notes. This is just mean to Murphy, but a decent start by Tanner Roark, uh, one bad pitch to Murphy and then that uh, error on what should have been an inning ending double play really cost them the other run there. The Home run by Wright was the difference anyway, but
0: yeah, no, that, that's entirely right. Um, one bad pitch and one mistake behind him, and that was the difference in the game. And when you're going up against a tough pitcher like Matt, that can make the difference in the game, and it did. Um, you know, David Wright, uh, you know, much like much like our own Ryan Zimmerman, um, his his once potential Hall of Fame career derailed by injuries the last few years, but he's still a good hitter, and um, when he gets a hold of one, he's going to put a charge into it, and uh, Roark just left that up to where he could get a good piece of it. Um, the the error late in the game, I mean, that's what you know we saw from uh, from Daniel Murphy when he was wearing the Mets uniform with that iron glove, and unfortunately, uh, you know, so far this season, he's been pretty good. Unfortunately, it just bit him here in a bad instance, and then the very least likely guy to hit a line drive, other than the two pitchers in the game, does on the next at bat to drive the run in. So uh, it's just uh, it's tough to take you know that insurance run there. But like you said, the home run was the difference. Uh, Mats was just uh, um, just completely shut the nets down today, and uh, you know the you know the, the Mets could have scored ninety runs today, and it really wouldn't have mattered either way.
1: Murphy came into this game uh, hits in 21 of his last 25 games, 22 of 26 after he's done 23 multiple hit games in 44 games, played with the Nationals 24 and 45. he collected two more hits today, started the day with a 392 average. Uh, this was his fifth error today. It's kind of tough to complain about uh, the play in the field when he's been so good at that. But I uh, even have in my notes, as you mentioned, old Iron Glove Murphy. But, uh you really can't complain about him so far this season. He really works hard. Dusty Baker said he takes it really hard when he makes those errors, which I assume anyone does basically, especially when it ends up leading to a run in a close game. But like I said, hard to complain about what we've got from Daniel Murphy just yesterday. Dusty Baker called him the acquisition of the offseason so far this year. Yeah, you know, and and –
0: yeah that's absolutely right. You know this is one game in in, in 162 it's a small data point. Um we the, the nats knew that he wasn't a, a gold glove defender when they brought him in. Um these things happen. Yes it was a tailor-made double play. Uh yes the least likely guy to hit a line drive did the next at bat but um, but these things happen and, and in games where you're facing a lesser pitcher, you have survived that mistake and it wouldn't have been that big a deal. but uh, um, in a game that's being tightly pitched like that, uh, everything gets amplified and, and this one does. you know, um, like I said, if this happens in a seven to three game, we're not even talking about it. It's just oh so well um, but but it but it became a big deal today because it was a one nothing game which' turned into a two nothing game right there. so um, so yeah, I mean it, it's hard to argue. Um, you know, against anything that Daniel Murphy's done this year for this team, um, arguably, well, not even arguably, I mean he's been the MVP this far, and um, it's just one of those things where um, a physical mistake happens in a, in a very tight ball game and, and we're left to talk about it because there's nothing else to talk about.
1: Uh, Dusty Baker talked before the game about the day off for Bryce Harper just being a mental day off. He's clearly pressing a little bit. Uh, all the walks have definitely changed what's going on for him at the plate. He ha- wasn't hitting well before all the walks started. He hasn't hit well in a few pitches he's got to see since then. Uh, Dusty Baker said after the game, well, before the game, I should note, he also said that what he hopes is that all the hard work that he's doing, once he gets a uh, 24 to 48 hours to sit down, sometimes that muscle memory locks in when you just kind of sit and watch and let it all sink in, everything he's been doing the last couple of days. He said he hopes that one day off now ends up paying dividends in the next 10 to 15 as Bryce Harper gets going again. But you at all concerned about Bryce Harper. I'm seeing what he's done so far in his career. Even after a month-plus of struggles for Bryce Harper, I'm not too concerned. I think it probably does have more to do with the fact that he's just not getting anything to hit. And when he does, he's not hitting it now. But still, I'm not too concerned. But it's uh, starting to get there a little bit.
0: Yeah, you know, it's tough to watch. I mean, this is a guy that that has enjoyed success at every step of his career. Uh, This is probably the most prolonged um, average slump that he's had. I mean, he's had some – and and let's face it, I mean, he's been pressing. You know, he's a guy that that wants to do a lot. He's expected to do a lot, and he puts a lot of pressure on himself. And, you know, there are two types of, of hitting personalities, right? There are the guys that that shrug it off and and, and go, just go back to work the next day. And then there are guys that will go down in the cage and swing until their hands are bloody. And I think Harper's that second type of guy. And I think he's been doing it this entire slump and, Um, And it's got to be frustrating for him that, that that he gets pitched like nobody else in baseball right now. It's just, um, you know, he's either walked or he's intentionally walked or he's pitched around and he's trying to do things with pitches that, um, that are generally not in the middle of the strike zone. And um, it's just compounding to um, compounding to the slump, compounding his, his frustration Um, and, and it's tough to watch. Hopefully um, you know, he goes out uh, tomorrow against the Cardinals and has a couple of knocks and, um, and can put it out of his mind. But uh, until that happens, uh, he's going to continue to find the, the, the pressure uh, continuing to mount. I mean, here's a guy that, that has an on-base average uh, over 450, uh, but a batting average under 250. It's just it's, it's a remarkable thing to see that, that people are still that afraid of Harper, you know,
1: who's hitting under 250 now that they're still giving him nothing to hit. other day in conversation with some friends here at the park, and then Dusty Baker said it later to make me feel super smart, but everyone always talks about how this is a treatment that very few hitters gave. Like you just mentioned, Barry Bonds did, of course, get it, but Dusty Baker and I, I get to say that, pointed out that uh, Barry Bonds was in his 30s at the time he'd done this. He'd been around for a long time. He'd seen it all at that point. Bryce Harper's a 23-year-old. Dusty Baker said he didn't know how Barry Bonds at 23 would have reacted either, said that Bryce Harper is a more developed and a more accomplished player at this age than Bonds was at that point. So it's just got to be tough for a 23 year old to try to go through this. He doesn't have, you know, four years into his career. It's got to be tough to make that adjustment and find that one or two pitches a game, maybe a couple pitches a week that you can actually try to hit. Right, I mean, most guys his
0: age are still down in Double A or, or Triple A, scuffling trying to make a name for themselves, and here he is, the reigning MVP, being treated like he's mid 30s, um, steroid-riddled Barry Bonds, and it's just it, it, it's got to be as difficult a dressing for him, um, you know, because I'm sure he's thinking in, in his mind that he's, you know, still trying to establish himself, as, as silly as that might sound to somebody to say. I mean, you're right, he's 23 years old. Um, you know, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground when I was 23 years old. So it's uh, it's interesting that, that that we get to sit here and pontificate upon the struggles um, of a guy that is still learning his craft essential arts
1: I'll just note that I think the audio the audio dropped out for a second, and you said allegedly steroid riddled. <laughs> Pretty sure I heard that. <laughs> Mets take two or three, uh, three and three so far against one another. Uh, Dusty Baker said that pretty much says it all. They're well matched up. Uh, Mets took two or three in New York. Mets come down here and take two or three. Mets still have a lead in the division. Uh, anything you take away from this series, what you've seen from the Mets so far, uh, I didn't expect Martolo Colone necessarily to be one of the pitches that dominated the Nationals, but he bounced back from a rough start in New York, good start in D.C. The other start here that they win is Stephen Mets dominating the Nationals. So What are your takeaways from the first six games with the team that expected to battle for the top of this division with the Nationals? Well, I think both teams are who we thought they were going to be. You know, both teams
0: um, start with their starting pitching. Um, They both have uh, improved bullpens. And their batting orders, both teams kind of survive on hitting the home run. And um, I think they're very evenly matched teams. And, and really, I think who ends up winning the season series between the two teams are gonna, is going to be the one that ends up winning the division. Um, nothing that I've seen in the past two series changes my mind on, on any of that, really. Um, you know, the, the, only, the one caveat there is the struggles that, that Matt Harvey's had, and obviously, you know, We talked about it the other day, and, and um, they're continuing to talk about it in New York. Uh, that's something that the Mets are going to have to figure out. But other than that, frankly, I'm not surprised um, by anything that's going on between the match and the Mets this year.
1: Yeah, I was kind of shocked to hear the news today that they are going to send him out for his next start against the Chicago White Sox. They're not going to skip him or try to figure out what's going on there. So kind of interesting development there. We'll see how uh, Harvey does going forward. Since we can't talk after the show ends, so we're just going to spend this last minute or so uh, with some DC traffic advice. I have to drive home to New Jersey tonight. We discussed this briefly on text. Am I better off getting in the car and running for it now, or do I wait a couple of hours for DC traffic to drive down? I know nobody's well, talks about the traffic in DC enough, so i spend was going to you could go take a nap and, and take off later tonight, but if you don't get on your pony right now,
0: you're going to be sitting in three hours of traffic. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm running for it. Then we're going to end a little early. Matt nightly sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. dot uh, com. St. Louis Cards in town for a four game set starting tomorrow night. Twenty eight and nineteen on the year after loss to the Mets. Mike Leake versus Joe Ross tomorrow night at National Park. Seven o five start as I mentioned. FederalBaseball.com. dot com. We're running for it. So I'll talk to you tomorrow night, sir.
0: Drive right, safe.